Hello everybody, my name is John Coleman and welcome to episode 4 of the Little All Ireland, The End of the Beginning, Part 1. This promises to be a great weekend in the Co-op Superstores Cork Hurling Championships and come 6 o'clock on Sunday, every club in Cork is finally going to know where they stand. You're going to have 6 clubs in every grade looking forward to the knockout stages of a competition and dreaming of climbing the steps down the park and winning a county. You're going to have four clubs just stuck in you know, the status quo. They maintain their grade but have nothing left to play for in each grade. And then there's going to be two unfortunate clubs in every grade who are going to be staring down the barrel of relegation and everything that brings with it. So it's going to be a great weekend. Um, there are so many permutations and possibilities and I think that's a testament to the new system. There are so few dead rubbers. It really stood out to me when I was going through, uh, just making my notes for this episode, how few dead rubbers they actually are this weekend. Um, and I think that's a testament to the success of the new championship um, as well. Again, I know it's very tough in the June close, but from a, a neutral and a supporter's perspective, it's fantastic. So we're just going to look through uh, each grade and see what could happen and what should happen um, in each group. And what I'm going to do is, in every grade, I'm going to start with what I think is the game of the weekend. And in the Premier Senior Championship, there's no doubt that the game of the weekend is St. Finbarns versus Sarsfields. It re- it's going to be streamed on the um, examiner, uh, the Irish examiner, and I think it's, it's got the potential to be a really great game. At the moment, Bars are on top of the group, you know, probably ruining the draw they had against Charlotte because they could be true. Um, but they're a point clear of Sars. And there's no doubting what a big win it was for the Bars against Black Rock. They probably felt like they lost to Charlevin in a way, you know, because they, you know, having led for most of the game. But to come back and get that win against one of their greatest rivals, a team that had beaten since 2005, really had, must have given a, you know, a big, a big uh, boost. Throw in the fact that you know, you know, Connor and Damien Callan had been injured coming into the first two games. You know, they've had another couple of weeks. They've had. Obviously, they had a football week with Castlehaven, but now they've had, uh, you know, they've got the two weeks off as well, which will, will help them. So the black the Bears are in a strong place going into the game, I think. Their footballers also had a very easy win against Carrigling last weekend, so they're qualified for the knockout stages. The pressure is off then. So that probably, I think that could help their hurlers this weekend too. Um, for Sars, you know, they got back in their bike very well after the way they lost to Black Rock, which must have been a real shock to the system. Uh, you know, that was a horrible way to lose the game. Uh, but they came back and beat a good charitable team last time out. And for Sars, it's very simple. They have to win or they're gone. And that puts plenty of pressure on Sars. And I think there's a bit of pressure on them after last year as well, because I think there's no doubt they've been very disappointed with the way they lost to the Glen last year. Through the group stages last year, Sars were the most impressive team in the championship. They cruised through uh, the group stage and I remember I saw them against Middleton in the in the last round and they looked so good and you know they, they looked like the favourites to go all the way but you know and they ended up going straight to the semi-final and got beaten by the Glen team by the Glen by Glen team who were on a roll after beating McKilly and I think that that result festered down in Riverstone over the winter too so I do think there's a bit of pressure on Sars. I also think if they manage to get over the bars uh, on Sunday and get through to the knockout stages, I think they're going to be a very strong place because winning a tough knockout game is what they need to do to kind of, you know, instill more belief in themselves to go to go further on the championship. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Um, I suppose the bars might be a small bit concerned about the the pace in their defence, particularly in the full back line, and and Blackrock exploited that to an extent in the early parts of the last game. 
But to be fair to the Bears, once they got their matchups right and got their system right, putting Damien Callan and Shane O'Keefe and freeing up Ben O'Connor to play across the half back line, they came into the game more. So if they can get their matchups right against this SARS attack, um, they're going to fancy their chances to, to get out of the group. As for SARS, when you look at the SARS team sheet, I suppose it, it, it's from midfield up that stands out to you. You know, you're looking at obviously Daniel Carney is still a huge player for them, the fabulous hurler. James Sweeney causes you know, something very different in, 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 in the Cork Championship. He's a big physical lad who can hurl and is very accurate and he takes a lot of minding. You know, Shane O'Regan adds another dimension to him up, up front, even though he hasn't really fired in the championship yet. There's the the pace of Jack O'Connor, which can terrify any defence as we saw all of last summer. Um, a couple of good young lads like Colin and Colin McCarthy coming through then as well. And Aaron Myers has really stepped up the last two years and you know is playing very, very well. So they have a lot of firepower up front. Back the field, you know, they still have Conor Sullivan, Craig Lee isn't there at the moment, and they have a, a new lad, Brian Murphy from Kerry, playing full-back. But maybe, and they have Paul Leopold, it was great to see him back hurling at a high level after everything that happened to him as well. But they, perhaps maybe, you know, they, they, their strength is further up the field. Whereas, so the Bears will look to get at their defence as well, and they have the force to control them. You know, Ben Cunningham is a Played very well the last time. Jack Callan has a, a touch of magic about him. Brian Hayes looks very impressive at the moment. And Owen Finn on his day is as good as anyone that's out there. So it's a very intriguing game. Sars must win to go through. The Bars must avoid defeat. But you can't go into a hurling game playing for a draw. So I think it's a toss of a coin. And whoever gets their defensive matchups right will probably go through. As for who that will be, I'm not so sure. There was something about the way the Bears beat Black Rock that impressed me. So I'm going to give them a tenth to the vote, but no result would surprise me here. Uh, it's a game I'm looking forward to watching back. The other game in the group promises to be a very good one too, as Black Rock played Charleville in Mallow. Um, I mentioned two weeks ago how I saw these teams play in Bantir last summer and it was one of the highlights of the championship uh, for me. Uh, Charleville gave Black Rock so much trouble, um, but... What separated the teams at the end of the day was Blackrock were far more clinical. Charleville had chances in that game, you know, they hit the post, put a good goal chance wide. Whereas when Blackrock got their goal chances, one scored by Alan Connolly, the other made by him for Ty DC, they took them. And ultimately that was the difference between the two teams. Now, Blackrock weren't that clinical against the Bars after the first ten minutes, so that's going to be a bit of a worry for them going into this game. Um and last year, Ty DC gave Charleville an awful lot of trouble. I don't think he's playing at that same level yet yet this year. But at the same time, uh, you know, Robbie Cotter seems to have gone up a level too. Uh, Charleville, for Charleville, Darrell Fitzgibbon seems to be back to his very best. You know, he's scoring very heavily in the, in the game so far and seems to be playing very well. And they also have good support from, you know, Jack Doyle and Andrew Cagney. And the two Foley's are good players for Charleville as well. So it's a very tight game again here, I think. Blackrock should win. Um, but I think I expect Charlotte to give them plenty of trouble again. Um, so it'll be it's a game again. If it's a shame they're all on at the same time, it's the right thing that they're all on at the same time. Obviously, just to keep the the whole uh, integrity of the competition in place. But it's a game I'd actually love to go to again because I enjoyed it so much last year. Uh, Charlotte will need to win to have a chance of qu- qualifying, um, and they need a bit of a point swing in their favour too. They need a seven point. Uh, they need Sars to beat the Bears and they need a seven-point swing, which isn't huge, so that, that's possible for them. So they have it all to play for. Black Rock is a very simple one, winning their through. Um, and I think they should, just about. Uh, that brings us to Group A, which is a bit less exciting than what's going on in Group C. And Douglas are playing Newtown, Chandram in Mornabi. 
Uh, Douglas are obviously heavy favourites here. They're favourites for the top seed as well and going straight through to the semi-final. In the back of my head, I wonder, is that is that the best thing for Douglas? I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago too. The the big, big test for this Douglas, you know, is to win a knockout game. And a part of me thinks they might be a bit better maybe just getting into the quarter-final and, and maybe try to go that way. But of course, you know, beggars can't be choosers either. When you have to go to win every game and, you know, if they get to the semi-final, you know, they're... they're that, you're not going to be giving out too much about that either. Um, Newtown, you know, I suppose, are going to be happy with their year so far. They had a great win against Cantor. Um, you know, they played very well for long periods against Middleton, gave them lots of trouble, but just didn't have enough firepower to trouble Middleton. And I think you're probably going to see something similar to that um, happen on, Saturday, on Sunday evening. You know, Newtown, you know, I, I said, I've said before, you know, their half-back line is excellent with Jack Hurley and Conor Toomey and Tim O'Mahony. Midland did a great job of just keeping the ball away from Tim O'Mahony, as I mentioned already. And, you know, Jamie Collins, very good up front as well, obviously, you know, top-class player. I'm impressed with Jerry Lane, their centre-forward too. Um, but, you know, I don't think, you know, Douglas have more firepower. Shane Kingston, uh, you know, seems to be playing very, very well. And Douglas' half-back line is, is, is outstanding. It seems to be very good as well with... Um, Mark Harrington playing at six, uh, Killian O'Donovan, you know, they did well, like Howell in there, bring back the last day instead of Owen Cadigan as well, but they have a bit of depth there as well. So I fancy Douglas to, to win this game. Uh, if Newtown do win, um, you know, you could end up with three teams and four points, so score difference comes into play, but Newtown does a huge swing there for them. But look, they, they've, 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 you know, secured their status as a Premier Senior Club again for next year. They have something to build on going forward. You know, so things are going okay for them, and I think Douglas... Um, Again, it's it's how very very similar to Sarah's, I suppose. It's, it's how they how they progress in the next section of the championship is going to is going to say a lot about them. The other game of the group is Middleton versus Cantorc. Uh, bad news for Cantorc here in that Middleton have to win to qualify after losing the Douglas the first time out. Um, you know they they showed enough. I, I think against Newtown to show that they're back on track. You know they they were very professional really in that game. They took they took the blows from from Newtown, but ended up winning fairly comfortably. Like you know, and they had plenty of class up front. You know. We mentioned about forwards. I, I spoke about the importance of forwards in the football show last week, but like Middleton have brilliant forwards. Conor Han, Luke O'Farrell and Conor Bosang. They've lots of different scoring options. And um, I think they'll be a bit happier, happier to be playing the game for my as well. You know, it's a nice, a nice pitch that'll suit their style. Um, Cantor actually have an outside chance of qualification if results go their way and there's a huge point swing, but it's looking like a relegation playoff for them. Um, it's a sh- I, I feel sorry for them because I think they're a really good team. They just kind of def- it's that they've never really recovered from that first game, first game last, first round last to to Newtown Chandran. You know they're good forwards, and you know Colin Walsh in particular is a guy we're going to be uh, watching closely over the next couple of years. Um, so it, it it but with Charleville on one point, you know in in Group C, the Pierce looked like they might join in that relegation game. We'll speak about that in a while. Uh, but look. They do have the tools to trouble Middleton, you know, the physicality in particular. They're so good in the air, you know, anything could happen. Uh, but you, you'd have to fancy Middleton in that game as well. Uh, Group B, then, uh, Aaron's own versus Bishstown is a kind of intriguing game. And as much as anything, it highlights the importance of score difference in this championship, I think. Um, Bishopstone against the Glen kind of went down seven or eight points early on, ten, I think, at one stage. But they brought it back to six or seven. And they, but then after half time they pushed up and went man for man, and the Glen ended up winning far more comfortably. And there's a, a real knock-on effect from that because Bishopstone probably will, would have no fear of Aaron's own, um, but their score difference is just that bit too big for them. Like if they 
beat Arizona, which, which they could, they're going to need a big swing because Bishstone are at minus eight at the moment. The Glen are plus six and Arizona are plus 14. So it's unlikely there's going to be a score difference uh, shift of that much. So I think they're going to be kind of regretting what they did in the second half against the Glen here because every score is so important in this new system. Uh, Arizona have an outside chance of, of the top spot. They're seven points back. Um, but, you know, they're going to be delighted with where they're going. They should win this one too, but stranger things have happened. And the last game then is a game I'm going to be at on Sunday, and that's the Northside Derby between the Pearshig and the Glen. Um, it's funny, you know, in 2017, the Pearshig beat Glen Rovers by 112 to 14 points in the fourth round of the championship, got all the way to the semi final, and lost to Black Rock in a kind of controversial way, really, when we look back on it. And it's hard to imagine the difference between the two teams now. Um, Sliding doors moments are such a huge thing. We're going to, I'm going to mention it later in the Premier Intermediate Championship as well, and it's something we'll probably speak a bit more about after the weekend. Um, but like, was that a real sliding doors moment from the Pierce If they qualified for that final, you know, they had that really good minor team with Evan Sheehan and, and Craig Hanfin and Darren Connery. But you know, sometimes one result can just really knock a club back, and I wonder is that there's been a bit of a hangover really up around there uh, since that time, you know. Um, the Glen have to win this game to make sure they go through. They looked pretty ominous the last day against Bishopstown with Patrick Corgan and Simon Kennedy in top form. I know Luke Corgan um, is going to be injured, I think, for this game. I'm not sure the extent of it. But they, it's on overcarry tool. Obviously, in Northside Derby, it, it's going to take on a life of its own, but it, it's hard to see a way for Napiership to beat the Glen, I think, this weekend. Um, so, yeah, so by my total in, in expert predictions, by what I just said, my last six, uh, my six teams to qualify are going to be Blackrock and the Bears, um, Douglas and Middleton, and Aaron's own and Glen Rovers. And whoever is in sixth spot there will have the ominous task of taking on Immakili, uh, looking at their panel last week. And they're going to be bringing a lot to the table in the knockout stages too. So that's the Premier Senior Championship. Uh, in the Senior A Championship game of the weekend, I had a choice of three. I had Malou and Fermoy written down. I, Carry Tool versus Bally Hay, but I ended up going for Blarney versus Corsi Rovers in Group B. Fascinating game against the last two uh, winners of the Premier Intermediate uh, Championship. Um, you know, Father Meals are such a dominant force in this group. It was really always going to be a fight for spec- second spot between the other three teams. Both teams have beaten Killa. Corsi's beat Killa by that bit more. And um, and also got that bit closer to Father O'Neill's, so their scoring difference is a bit stronger than Blarney's, which is going to be which could be important by the end of the day. Um, Blarney back back, you know, to be fair, bounced back very well to beat Killa by a point um, after losing heavily to Father O'Neill's the first day out. And they have to win here again. It draws no good to them because of the scoring difference advantage the courses have. You know, obviously, Blarney will be looking to the usual suspects, Mark Coleman and Shane Barrett. And while for courses, you're going to have the likes of Richard Sweetenham and uh, Sean Toomey and Jerry O'Neill for them up front as well. It's a very tight game. I don't know, a draw maybe? It's a very tight game, but I think anyone who goes to that game is going to really enjoy it. The other game in the group then is Father O'Neill versus Killa. Um, and this is the closest thing to a dead rubber we have, really, across in the, in the top three grades. Uh, the score difference is important for Killa as well. At the moment, you know, they're at minus three, which has them better than Klein, a good bit better than Klein and Bally Markle. 
who are bottom of the other two groups at the moment. So that gives them something to play for. Owen Canary's been going very well from up front. And if they can maintain that kind of scoring difference, they should be okay and, you know, just maintain their, their grade for the year. And they had a decent league campaign, you know, so they've been very unlucky in the games last year. They haven't done much wrong the last two close games. Um, Father O'Neill's been just professional, you know, top seeds. They're, they've had a fantastic league campaign. You know, they've Declan Dalton back playing their own in his life. They've Billy Dunn playing well up front. They've, the likes of Rob Cullinan and the Millericks, you know, they're a really good team. They're chasing, you know, getting into their third final in a row. So, look, they've been ultra-professional to this point I'd expect more of the same for them from more of the same from them uh, on Saturday I expect them to win and uh, but I expect Killer to keep, keep them you know fairly honest at the same time so that they can maintain their grade so that's group B in group A Mallon for Moy is a, a very intriguing game you know two dual clubs um, who've been going well in their respective championships as well for Moy had a great win against New System you know, they got came from five points down to win a late game and that can give you great momentum going into the last game. They are top of the group of two wins from two, so they're pretty much sure of their place in the last in the last uh, in the last six. Mallow have to win uh, and if their form is decent as well, you know, they they win close to Nooses Town, both teams beat Klein, both teams have scored lots of goals. They they've scored six they both of them scored three goals in both of their games so far. So this could be a really exciting game too. Um a tentative vote to from I here, but again Nothing would happen. Nothing would surprise me here. I right? think it's going to be a very tight game. The other game of the group then is Newstone versus Klein, and it's a huge win for New, a game for Newstone. They have to win by five, and if they win by five points, they're more likely going to make it through. Um, but they wouldn't. They, their life be made a bit easier if for my uh, if for my be Mallow too. Um, again, just as Mal will be. Uh, sorry, just as for my will be delighted with the way they beat Newstone, they're going to be very take with themselves over that one to leave a five point lead slip you know they're such they're so, something you don't usually associate with them like Mallon from Oiler or Jude Club who've been had a very busy few weeks I expect the, the, the break week to have done them the world a good though um, and I, I expect them to win this game um, you know Edmund Keneally's been going very well for them up front they obviously have the, the Mead board is going well too at Kleiner rebuilding um, winning the avoid relegation and they're six points behind Killer on score difference at the moment um so they've been hanging in there at this grade for a while and they've lost they've been unfortunate that they've lost two game, two tight games so far uh, but I think you know Newstown in theory I think are still probably the best team in this group and I expect them to be Klein but Klein have had it if they can just maintain their grade they'll be happy because they've had a decent season Group C then is um, I'll be at Ballyhay versus uh, Carrie Tool and that's you know Ballyhay kind of really threw the cat amongst the pigeons in this group when they drew with Bride Rovers I think after the way Bride Rovers, you know, beat Carrick too heavily in the first round, you know, we all might have expected, you know, Bride to push on and beat Ballyhay as well, but no, they they, they had other things uh, on their mind. And once Ballyhay avoid defeat, they're they're through, you know, they're top of group of Bride Rovers, so they are in a strong position going into it. And um, for Carrick too, I suppose anyone who looks at Ballyhay, you're going to say like, if we stop Paul Callaghan, we can stop Ballyhay. But as he keeps proving week in week out, that's much. Uh, easier said than done um, I think though that maybe Cartoon might have a bit more balance about them you know they bounce back from the Boyd Rovers win with a decent win over Barry Martel and I fancy them to get the job done here uh, but again I wouldn't be surprised by anything here it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, the senior eight championship is actually you know outside of Father O'Neill's the, the, the rest of the level is is so even it's, it's a very it's a, it's a good championship the last game then is Boyd Rovers uh, versus Barry Martel um, 
you know, Bright had such a good start, as, as I just mentioned. They had a slight setback when they drew Bally Hill last time out, but they do have a very young team. They have a lot of 18, 19 year olds playing, so you know, it's going to take them a while to get that level of consistency that's required at this level. Um, but expecting a bounce back from them here. Um, Bally Martland going great. Uh, they have the worst record so far. You know, they, they don't seem to be getting enough scores at the moment. Um, you know, so they're going to be under pressure. I expect Bright Rovers to go out and be professional and uh, and win this game and qualify for knockout stages. So yeah, so that's the senior A championship. So again, we're looking at perhaps um, by what I've just said, which is no no guarantee of anything. We're you know we're going to be looking at uh, courses. If I said a draw in that game, uh, Father O'Neill's. Um, for my Newcastown, uh, Carry Tool, and Bright Rovers, but it could be very different to that. So uh, let's see what happens over the weekend. Um, in the Premier Intermediate Championship, I've been a bit selfish here. I went for the game of the weekend, is, is the clash of Balnasic and Castle Martyr. Uh, score difference is very important in this group. You know, Balnasic have won two for two, they're on plus 16. Castle Martyr have one win on two points, and they're on plus eight. Kilworth then on two points with minus three. So you're going to need a lot of point swings here, could be uh, very important. So like, um, so like you know, if Castle Martyr could very easily beat Balnasic, and but like then if Kilworth put in a, a very you know big win over uh, Balancholic, you know a win doesn't guarantee your progress. Again, showing the you know the complexities of, of the championship here. Uh, Castle Martyr had a great start. You know they they beat beat Balancholic in their first game up. Bit of a reality reality check against Kilworth, who were a season side. Like you know they made a final here a couple of years ago and lost to Father O'Neill's and played well for long periods. So they're going to be up and down, they've, you know, but they're very, the two Lawrence, Kieran Joyce, you know, they've Mike Kelly, who looks like a real top player, um, and they've mixed balance up front. As I said about us already, you know, at Balnasic, you know, we're, we're building a good team, we had a good year last year, getting the semi-final against Castle Lions. Um, but it's a very uncertain, it's a very open game. Um, so, you know, hopefully uh, Balnasic will get the job done there, and just more than anything, hopefully they can get out of the group, and that's the most important thing here. And the other game uh, I mentioned is Kilworth versus Balancholic in, in this in Group C. Um, as I mentioned already about sliding doors moments, I can't I, I put Balancholic into the same category here. In 2020, um, they had Blarney beaten in Park Urine. It was a game I was at. I think it was I can't remember was it the quarter final. And uh, they had Blarney beaten. They played them off the park, played great hurling, and Blarney caught them with a late goal made famous by Dave McCarthy in commentary when. Uh, um, with his exciting, uh, with the exciting finish of the game, and again, it's the type of result that can just put it, knock a team back a couple of years, you know. And you know, they they watch Blarney go on, win the county, go up playing senior A, and you know, you're going back just playing to where you were. You've made no progress despite you know you the game practically in the bag. And um, for some reason, for all about the talent Ballon County have, it, it's not happening for them at the moment. Uh, like they're. You know, they, you know, but they, it's something I think they will get rid of the next couple of years, and it's very important for them to, to kind of maintain their grade, I think, because they're, they're a good team with some good players. Um, Kilworth have momentum after the win against Castle Martyr the last time out, you know, and I expect them to, to win this game. Um, you know, Lord McNamara continues to just, you know, to be so consistent at this level, and um, yeah, it's just so that, that that's an interesting game too. I fancy Kilworth uh, to win that. Um, but it's all for them. Then it's all about can the score differences change enough for them to qualify for the knockout stages. In Group A, then uh, it's Castellines versus Aerog. Aerog got a point against Waterbass Hill first time out, so they're hope they they'll be hoping that'll keep them 
you know, out of a, a relegation dogfight. They're also decimated by injuries there, as we mentioned in the football show last week. Um, and Castle Lions probably are a bit surprised by with, that they drew with uh, Watergrass Hill. And I'll be, ex- I'll, be ex- I'll be expecting a response from them uh, on Sunday and expecting to go win that game. Again, you know, it's probably good for Castle Lions. We kind of mentioned it with, with Douglas and Sars earlier on as well that, you know, they, they've lost the last two finals. They're a very good team. Maybe they, they, they were kind of cruising through the group stage the last couple of years. But if they come out of this group, it's going to be a, a real tough one. You know, Caroline pushed them all the way. Draw Watergrass Hill. Aero will give them will give them plenty of it as well. So that could stand to them uh, in the knockout stages as well. Um, if they make it, which I expect them to do. The other game in the group could, is Watergrass Hill versus Carrie Tool. I'm sorry, Carrie excuse me. And that, that could have been game of the weekend too. Uh, they're both in two points. Um, Watergrass Hill with two draws and Carrie beat uh, a rogue after losing the Castle Hill Lions. And it's a very intriguing game. Uh, the Hill are going well. Uh, you know, Sean Desmond is, is, is you know is playing well up front. And they've obviously, Darrell Regan's playing centre-back for him. Kevin O'Neill is back to fitness. I've seen him playing for Emma Killey as well too. He was a very exciting young player, so I'm glad to see him back playing well. And it's going to be very tight. Um, and score difference could be huge here as well. Like a draw, which isn't beyond the realm of possibility. Watergrass will have drawn two games already. Who's to say that they won't draw a third? Um, but Carry Two will have a one, are one point ahead of them on score difference. Uh, Watergrass Hill are on naught, obviously, and Carry Two are on plus one. So I wonder with something next, you know, something, lots of strange things are going to happen over this weekend, and, and that could be one of them. Uh, then in Group B, finally, um, in Scarra versus Valleys is the first game. In Scarra being very impressive so far. Uh, they're looking like they're going to be the top seeds uh, going into the going straight into the semi-finals. You know, Sean O'Donnell who's playing very well up in the forwards. Colin Casey, you know, is a veteran at this stage, a player I always enjoyed watching. Actually, he seems to be going well again. Uh, Owen McCarthy up front as well, so they're very good. Valleys, you know, they're on one of those dual clubs. They've been, they've had tough results and good results over the last few weeks. They've been up and they've been down. They'll give Valleys a good. They'll get, you know, they'll be very competitive in this game. But I just think in a scar, I might have that bit more up front. At the moment, so I expect Inscar to take the top seeds there, and then uh, finally uh, is the All versus Bandon. Um, the All are on the slide. You know, they've won a game in a few years. Bill Cooper's out, you know, and you know he's their talisman. Um, Bandon should have too much for them. Um, you know, they still have Michael Callan, top class hurler, Dan Crowley, really good forward at this level. You know, they're down from senior A from last year, and I think they'll be very dangerous in the knockout stages. Bandon, if they do get through, um, which I think they should. So that's the stage for the Premier Intermediate Championship. For just for the Intermediate A and the junior, Premier Junior games, you know, it's my first time mentioning this year. I just picked out big games that, that stood out to me in, in the Intermediate A Championship. You know, Dungourney versus Abulloch is a, probably one of the best games uh, that you go to on Saturday afternoon. Um, whoever wins that will qualify for the knockout stages. Liz Gould versus Ahad as well as another good uh, East Cork derby. Um, Liz Gould definitely a club on the rise. Lots of good young players. Ahad uh, one of the toughest championship outfits out there all the time. And a really interesting clash of uh, Blackrock and Middleton in the in the Intermediate A championship as well. And whoever wins that game uh, should qualify into the knockout stages too. So there, there are a couple of games that stood out to me in the Intermediate A Championship. And then in the Premier Junior, um, a lot of stuff is kind of sorted out here. You know, like, like in Bally Giblin versus playing Arling Rangers, they both won two games already, so it's for the right. For, they're, they're playing for who gets to go straight to the semi-finals. Uh, Bally Giblin, obviously, a lot of momentum behind them after last year. Arling Rangers, uh, John Paul, John Paul Cannon continues to just be a scoring machine for them. And it's a similar affair between Trafton and Russell Rovers. Russell Rovers are, you know, a team to watch here, I think. You know, I, they... 
ended up in a relegation dogfight last year. You know, they lost Josh Bussang when Castle America beat them in the delayed county final. He's back. I see he was back with Tagda with Achille last week as well. He's a really, really good player. Pierce Cummins is a very good young player for them. Rory Cummins coming through too. So Russell Rovers have a lot of talent as well. And track them, you know, they're one of the toughest teams out there. And I think Shane Brick is involved with them as well as far as I know Douglas. So they're there are two table-topping fixtures um, that will be interesting to watch. And then the other game I picked out is uh, West Cork Derby, Kilbritton uh, in Group A between Kilbritton and Barry Row. Uh, Kilbritton, you know, got to the final last year. Jamie Wall and Valentin Gensler are going to be probably as well prepared, the best, one of the best prepared clubs in any championship this year with him involved. And uh, yeah, so that would be a good, you know, local derby. There was a lot of them in the football last week but, uh, in West Cork, but it's uh, Hurling's turn this weekend. So that should be a good game for people to go to tomorrow evening, um, or this evening, I should say, all going well. So that's the way things look. Um, you know, if you're driving home from work today or going to games tomorrow, I hope that kind of helps uh, bring bring things together. I'm looking forward to talking to a few people over the weekend and uh, looking forward to see how all this plays out and looking forward, more than anything, to see how wrong I was. So enjoy whatever games you go to over the weekend. And we'll be back on Monday with another show reviewing everything that happened over the weekend. So uh, thanks very much for listening and I'll talk to you all soon. Uh, Salaam, Agustura.